0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor David Gammon doing the episode of Morning Breath with you today. Usually it's Pastor Dan and myself here on Thursday, going through the Word, getting into it together, having a good time. Probably my favorite day of the week is Thursday to do this. And what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible the night before, then we read the day of, and then we get into it in the studio and we talk about it. And that's why we say it God breathe, breathe. Breath is Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit's gonna use us and speak through us today, not just for our lives, but for your life as well. And, and it's honestly, this is a great devotional. This is a great way to get into the Word. Man, throw your earbuds in, read the chapter, jump in with us. You can find out where that chapter is all over the place on our website, on our app. You, we'll, we'll hook you up. Call the church 321 452 1060. We'll take care of you we want you taking your next steps with Jesus. But today, Pastor Dan is out, and I have the distinct privilege and honor. I have one of my favorite, most favorite young ladies and and man, and whatever, and all of time, all of the church. She is incredible. It is one of our apprentices, the Avenue Administrator. She is Hannah Siemens. How are you doing, Hannah?
1: Woohoo! Good. I'm so glad to be here on Morning Breath, and I'm glad that I don't have Morning Breath.
0: All right? I know. <laughs> At least it's through digital. We don't even know. Um, also, she serves in TNT and uh, faithful inside of our young adult ministry in the mezzanine as well. Super cool. So um, Hanno, we uh, we have Exodus 3 today, but um, before we jump into Exodus 3, you want to talk a little bit about camp?
1: Oh yeah. Next Monday we have TNT camp from July 13th until 17th and it's going to be incredible. That is $495, but graduating seniors get $100 off. It is honestly the best week of your life I went last year I had a blast and I'm so excited to see what God's doing this year it is coming up next week
0: you're leading a cabin this year aren't you oh
1: yeah so
0: you're gonna have a bunch of other girls that are you gonna what, are you gonna play any pranks or no can you say
1: um I'm not sure but I know for a fact we will be doing face masks we will roll up into the cafeteria with some coffee grinds on her face again oh, my that goodness. was a good time that
0: was I remember that <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, camp is very exciting. Um, I'm excited. My wife and I are going to be open up preaching at camp uh, on Monday night, and we've been working really hard preparing something because we feel like this is the generational ministry's Super Bowl of being able to reach a young person's life. And at all, I mean, whatever you can do to help a student get to camp is radically life changing. and It is super powerful. We put all our best feet, foots forward on this, and um, it's no small endeavor for our church. We, uh, we we're also taking every precaution we need to for the current season of life that our country's in and our planet's in in this you know in this pandemic. So if you're worried about that, call the church. We'll give you the details of everything that we're doing to make sure your child's completely safe and that we're gonna have a great time. So Amen. Exodus three. Oh Man. yeah. Let's, let's get into let's it. Let's talk about that. Okay. So there is twenty-two verses in this. I will read the first eleven then you read the back 11. So,
1: Sounds good to me.
0: All right. How about you get me started? You go ahead and get me started.
1: All right. We're going to be reading The Burning Bush.
0: All right. <laughs> and I will read. Here we go. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to... Sinai, the mountain of God, there an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it did not burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer. The Lord warned, take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and to lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Pezarites, Hivites, Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt?
1: He said, But I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you, that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, Well, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, I have observed you and what has been done to you in Egypt. And I promise that I will bring you up out of the afflictions of Egypt to the land of Canaanites, the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they will listen to your voice. And you and the elders of Israel shall go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. And now please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness." that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all the wonders that I will do in it. After that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And when you go, you shall not go empty. But each woman shall ask of her neighbor and any woman who lives in her house for silver and gold and jewelry and for clothing. You shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians.
0: Amen. 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 <laughs> Almonds. Almonds. All right. Well, I tell you what, if you don't mind, I will run the ball first, and you can go next, Hannah. So what really stood out to me when I was going through this is just a picture of what it takes to approach God. And I think sometimes we have this backwards. You know, we, we sometimes swing too far to one way, left or right, where it's like, Man, for us to be able to talk to God, hear to God, we obviously have to be a pastor or a priest or some holy person. And we've never cussed or we've never smoked a cigarette and we've never done anything wrong. So that's why we can hear from God. And That is not true. I'll tell you that right now. Mm. Or grace is just so grace and so sufficient that you can just pretty much be the most, you know, whatever far end of the spectrum. And also, this is true. That is not true. I can tell you that right now and I can prove it with Scripture. But well, what God asks him to do, to come into his presence, is a simple thing, but such a powerful thing. God stops me and says, hold on a second. Moses, this is holy ground. You must take your sandals off. And I promise you right now, where God is calling, where God is calling you in your life to go, you will need to make a change in who you are. There'll have to be some form of sacrifice made. There'll be something, some form of change made for you to have breakthrough in your finances. He might call you out to be more generous and be more giving yourself. If you're going to wind up giving out more forgiveness, you might need to forgive more people. There will need to be a change. That is walking out your sanctification. Now, hear me on this because I don't want to put you in the yoke of bondage of a, of a works relationship with Jesus Christ. This is to walk out a change on a good works assignment, which God is calling you to. This is not referring to your righteousness, which you have been given upon salvation. That was a gift of grace through your faith in Jesus Christ. All right. So you can be 100% righteous, but for you to walk in in what God's calling you to now, you're going to have to make a change. You're going to have to. And you know what? That's different for all of us. It, it can be it can be different all across the board. You might look across the aisle and say, you know what? That person still cusses, but God's told me not to let another cuss word come out of my mouth. And you're both Christians and you might struggle with that other person. One thing that really frees my heart is I have enough, uh, enough to work on in myself that other people, I'm just really happy being their biggest cheerleader. Listen, God's gonna move in your life, God's gonna have breakthrough, but I don't have time to stress over you because I'm really working hard on me. So that kind of stood out to me. That really kind of stood out to me. Uh, Hannah, what about you?
1: Well, I love what you said about him stepping on holy ground. The moment he stepped onto holy ground, he took off his sandals. And so when you're walking in holiness, you often have to shed some things. And so that's a part of walking in sanctification. But the good news is is that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies those who answer the call. And so he called Moses. And in that process... God knew that he was going to be faithful and obedient to equipping Moses with exactly what he needs to walk on this holy ground and then walk in obedience to do exactly what God had planned prior to this very moment.
0: And you know what else I like is that picture this, okay? You're walking down the road. All of a sudden, there's a burning tree. Whoa. We don't know why, but for some reason, there's no smoke. It's not catching on fire, but it's on fire itself. Angel of Lord, we say here is in this tree. So you are, and it says he is mesmerized by this sight. So now what does he have to do to take his sandals off? He's got to take his eyes off the sign and listen to the voice. You see, mm-hmm. what, we often can be too focused on looking from a sign from God or this or give me a sign that we are not paying attention to the voice of God. And the voice of God comes in two ways. a still small voice in your heart or it comes in the written word of God in your Bible. Everybody's running around, they see a rhinoceros in the clouds and they think they need to charge and that's a sign from God and it's like, what? What are you talking about? Like, read your Bible. Get into it. The Bible is the language of the Holy Spirit. He will whisper to your heart. The more you read your Bible, the greater the chance that you will hear God in your heart. And by sanctifying yourself, taking some of the things out that distract you from hearing God, taking those sandals off. and I'm going to get really real right here. The sandals of worry need to come off. The sandals of anxiety need to come off because you need to say, my God is greater. My God is stronger. Yeah. My God, I, I, you know what? He left his peace with me. So I don't need to be worrying over this. And even if you only need to do that for 15 minutes to gain some composure and say, my finances, my health, my family, everything is smaller than my God. I'm going to shed the worry because I need to hear my God's voice now. I need to hear, actually, as he would say it, your father's voice.
1: Well, that's good. Well, I love that you said that because I know that God, it is so evident that God hears us. And he even says in seven, then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. That means he is listening to us. He knows what we're experiencing. He hears our cries and he's just so faithful and to show up in a burning bush and then that bush was not consumed and how thousands and thousands of years ago, this word right now is so applicable to us today that he is evidently speaking through his word right now in this very moment to ask us, what, are, what is it that you're wearing on your feet? What is it that you need to shed? What is it that you need to take off so that you can not have that hindrance that's taking away from being able to hear your father actively pursuing your heart? and it often comes in a soft whisper. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And and before we we started the recording, we kind of we don't we don't really plan anything, but we were kind of just like bouncing around ideas um about what we thought and and Hannah brought up a really good point about um you know when she t- talked about the calling the qualified or the unqualified and qualifies them, but about also how Moses would step out here and and God would be with him. You want to say that again. What you're saying for about the the part you liked.
1: Yeah, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies those who answer the call. And Moses was not qualified at all. He was walking in a lot of shame and doubt. Um, He knew he wasn't qualified. He had inexperience. And God said, I am who I am. And so whatever Moses needed in that very moment, God was willing to say, well, I am that for you. I am hope. I am peace. I am confidence. I am strength. Shame off you, Moses, because I am your strength and I can do all things through myself that gives you strength. That's what our God says. He is our strength.
0: That is so good. And I love that. I love that he is, he leaves his name open because the name is a big deal. We don't, this isn't the last time we would hear about um, God saying, uh, addressing the topic of what he's to be called. We actually see in the New Testament as well as when Jesus would lean over to Peter and say, hey, who do they say I am? Lysiarge on the Baptist. He goes, okay. And then he goes, who do you say? Say, I am. And he actually stops there. Uh, he doesn't say, who do you say I am, Peter? He says, I am. And then he goes on, which I love, is that it challenges in my heart when I preach good or I, I do something that's good. Who do I say is responsible for it? You know, God is going to go do an epic—he literally is going to go do one of the most epic saving of a nation— like he literally fights a whole war himself against Egypt and delivers his people. Not one Israelite soldier is needed for them to completely be liberated. God does the entire evacuation process on his own man, not needed at all. God does it all. But then who do you get who gets the credit?
1: All glory to God.
0: Amen. But what happens when you preach a good sermon? What happens when you're you're financially well off, or maybe you have charisma, or you have a spiritual gift, or you have a, just a, a, a leadership gift? And someone's like, "Man, that's awesome! And I look up to you, do you that you do it." Do you say, "Yeah, well, guess what? I it's it's me." It's all about me. Or do you look at me and say, you know what, man, I've been blessed with a really sharp mind and that's what Jesus gave me. Or you know what, I've been blessed with a really, you know, it's a wonderful family that through generations has been able to hand off an inheritance to us. Do you give God, or are you saying, hey man, God's God's really done a lot in my life. Or do we have that heart that wants to say, hey, if you're giving out glory, I want to take what's for me. Because, you know, for myself at the end of this, from dust we came, from dust we shall return. And we're going to be at the feet of Jesus one day. And I think we're going to realize how much of our life was really Jesus just working through us and the Holy Spirit working through us, you know, and it's, it's when we come to that reality is when we get that Philippians 2 humbleness of saying, man, I might have been a part of some great things. I can't actually say I can take the credit for some great things, you know. I might have been able to be a part of a life-giving church that lasts, but Jesus was the start and the finish, the author and the finisher of that story. That wasn't really me, so...
1: Yeah. When he says, I am, that's an eternal name. I am is, that's who he is and always will be. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the sole God of the universe. And so when he says, I am, Jesus came back and was like, I am that I am. He just ties in the whole Old Testament into the New Testament. And it's so applicable today because that is our God. He's he everywhere changed. in every situation and circumstance.
0: But it's not even impractical. Look at how real God is. You can actually, if, you, if you're if you listening right now, hear my heart. This chapter solely within itself without going to another chapter in the Bible can help give clarity that God is real. Notice one thing. If this was a made-up story by somebody, God would not have such a, a personality. But He's like, oh, no, no. I know what's going to happen. We're going to go free up uh, Israel, but those stiff-necked Egyptians are going to want to put up a fight, so I'm going to take care of them. And by the way, when you leave Israel, you're going to be broke. I've kind of felt like when I was reading this, I was a teenager again, and I wanted to borrow the car, and my dad was saying, well, how are you going to put gas in it, huh? <laughs> Who are you going with? He's a knucklehead. What time are you going to be home? I got you. Here's 10 bucks. Go see a movie. Make sure some gas gets in the tank. Be home by 11. You know, like he kind of knew the whole story already. God knew the whole story already. Do you trust God with your story? Or do we feel like we have to take the pen from his hand and write it ourselves? I've seen the story up until the age of 24 of me writing my story, and I didn't like where I was at at 24. I gladly give the pen over to the one who knows what's next to come, who knows how to slay the giants, who knows how to give the provision, who knows every bit of me. When my emotions are flaring off and I can't concentrate and I'm angry or I'm I'm, I'm sad or however that looks, he knows me more than I know me. Why would I write my story? I, I think I need to trust my story to my heavenly father. So... Um, You even see that here at the end when they – they all leave with money, like spoiler alert and future – Blessed and highly favored. Yep, and and what they wind up doing is they do wind up doing exactly like God said and, and they wind up leaving Egypt with all of the gold in Egypt. But, you know, something else here, Hannah, that I think is really cool is he starts naming when he starts saying all of these things. I will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey. That's awesome. To translate that to 2020. I will lead you to a land with uh, Starbucks, with fast Wi-Fi, and with, for me, Chipotle. If you like Moe's, oh, yeah. I like Moe's as well. But the land of Chipotle, Moe's, and fast Wi-Fi. That's what he's promising here. Where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Persorites, Perse- Perse- the Hivites, and the Jebusites now live. Your blessing, all right, might have some giants that you need to face. God is not the God of just send a check in the mail. Now, he can do that because he is the I am. He can do whatever he wants. But in defeating these different tribes, Israel would learn to trust in God more. For you to pay off that debt and form a plan and get together with your spouse and hold hands and pray over your tithe and believe that God's going to show up and and walk, this, walk your story out as you go and clear your promised land is more important to God. We often think he is the God of comfort. My friend, he is the God of character. All right. He is not so worried about your comfort. And facing these giants shows your character. How many, people did King, how many people did God talk to before he talked to uh, that shepherd boy David to fight Goliath? People are like, well, who knows, Pastor? No, I know how many people he talked to. Oh, we could never know. Yes, we do. He talked to about 40,000 people. He said, go fight the giant for me. They said, I can't. I'm too scared. Hey, you, 3,000, you know, whatever, whatever. Go fight the giant for me. No, 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 I can't. Hey, King, will you fight the giant for me? No, 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 no. They finally get to the other side of a mountain, a little shepherd boy. He says, hey, will you fight a giant for me? He's like, yep, I'm in. Put me in. You know, you have to understand the same God that slayed Goliath, the same God that destroys the Pharaoh, the same God is calling your name. So be ready to respond when he calls your name and trust that he can write your story.
1: Amen to that. I love that. That is so good. Children of God get to walk in his favor, that he knows exactly what we need before we even say it, and that he provides all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus, that he can do immeasurably more. And abundantly more than we can ever think, ask, or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us right now. And that power was at work within Moses. And that power is at work within us today, right now, in this very moment. And we get to walk in his goodness and his favor. And all the glory and praise goes to Jesus because he is so good. So
0: you're you're 23, Hannah. Oh, yeah. All right. I turned 40 in like two weeks. All right. Woo-hoo. Amen. Amen. So, as a twenty-three year old, and you're reading this stuff. Where do you feel like you're like, man? I feel like I need God in in this area. For me, it's not like raising my kids. It's 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 maybe paying off some debt and and different stuff. But as a as a twenty-year-old, looking at the state of our country, looking at the state of everything going on around, in, in such a young age of your story, where where are you like, man? God, I I feel like this is an Egypt for us, or I feel like this is an area where, where I, I need God to show up big.
1: Honestly, it's just looking into the future. Up to this point, we've created ideas and visions of what we want our dream house to look like and our dream marriage and our dream job. And honestly, when you're obedient to Christ, um, it's honestly an adventure. There are trials and tribulations, but the goodness of God is always overflowing. And so um, just always being in submission, knowing that the future is unknown, but it is in good hands that we can surrender our future to God, because he knows what we need and he knows what we're walking through. And so I just have to wake up every morning and say, God, I don't know what today holds, but you do, and you are good, and you have been good. And so I'm going to trust that. So I don't know really what's going to be happening with our country, but I know that Jesus is our hope, and he is our foundation. I'm a part of a, a life-giving church that lasts, that's constantly pouring out hope into our staff members, our community. Um, everywhere we go, I see signs of hope, and that is a friendly reminder um, to each and every one of us that it is, it is not in our hands. It is in our big God's hands. What is
0: that sign of hope?
1: Signs of hope. It is um, honestly encouragement all over our our community right now that is asking if do you need Jesus? Because he hears you. Uh, Do you need hope? Because Jesus is our hope. And it's honestly just pointing back to our God um, that everywhere you turn and everywhere you look, uh, there's chaos, there's a storm. um, But God is good and he's faithful and he's always there.
0: I love it. And we've actually put those on some, like, not yard signs, but they look like yard signs and they're out throughout the community. So if you see one around, go check them out or even, you know, use that if you're an East Coaster to take a moment, or if you're not, to take a moment and pray. I love what Hannah was saying here about the future. You know, right now we live in a first world country, but it seems kind of like, kind of chaotic, almost like we got the Pharaoh of fear trying to like enslave us. But praise God, we got the Prince of Peace uh, that's freed us. So I tell you what, we're going to take a moment break, and you guys listen to a word from our sponsors,
1: and we will be right back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco.
0: This is Morning Brush. All right, we are back here. And I tell you what, um, my guest here is Hannah Siemens today, and, and we're talking about uh, Exodus 3. If you're just jumping in right now on the radio, on the podcast, you've been probably writing this out with us for a bit. So for Hannah, Hannah, I want to say great job today, but I want to leave in this last closing thought here because – there's you. who You're a spiritual daughter to me, and I love you even calling me Pastor Dad. absolutely makes my day when you call me Pastor Dad, and you for real are a daughter to me because we read in this, and when God is looking to verify himself, he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They and say it again. I am the God of Abraham, I'm the God of Isaac, and I'm the God of Jacob. He is telling Moses, I'm the God of your family. I'm the God yeah. of your history. I'm the God of your story. I'm, I have been with you, Moses, before you ever knew it. Did you know God was blessing your grandmother? God was with your grandfather as maybe they marched in the civil rights or they stormed the beaches of Normandy. They, that The God that is with us today is the same God that has been lifting up the name of Jesus throughout all of mankind. And I I want to encourage you with that today. And also, too, that he says Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because life is meant to be the the grandfather, the father, and the son, that picture of church, of the generations working together to lift up the name of Jesus. So it's so important. Thank you for being here today, Hannah. so good.
1: Thank you so much. It was an honor.
0: Love it, love it. So all right, everybody, we're going to head out. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.
1: Be blessed.
0: Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information such
1: as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.